T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home. Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I'm your host, Joey Burgoyne, and joining me this morning is Greg Dancho. He's the zoo director for the Connecticut Beardsley Zoo down in Bridgeport. Now, we're all being, you know, socially distanced and accepting it. But animals, it's a little more difficult to tell that to animals, but the zoo has, you know, it closed for a little bit. They've reopened in June. You can go there. There are a few stipulations. We're going to get into that. But one of the things I wanted to, you know, thank you for coming on with me this morning, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks, Joey. One of the, you know, we, we, we as humans know what to do. You know, there's... There was all the talks of when this first started. Were animals going to be impacted? You know, what are some of the precautions that you guys took at the zoo to keep the animals safe and healthy? Well, one of the things that uh, our animal care professionals do are, are t- it's a daily uh, work. It's the daily their daily avocation is to make sure animals are kept healthy and happy. Uh, and when this occurred, basically their jobs did not change a whole heck of a lot, except for the fact that they started wearing masks uh, and all day long at the zoo. They, they don't take the mask off at the zoo uh, when they're working the animals, just in the uh, off chance that they could, uh, you know, could give that disease to an animal. And, and we saw that happen at the Bronx Zoo where a tiger, uh, a couple uh, large felids, and a tiger especially got, did catch the, the COVID um, disease. So, so that really was the only major change. Uh, the other thing that they did was uh, more enrichment. Uh, and so a lot of a lot of times the animals when their guests are here, they become kind of the background. You know, it's it's not something that that they really notice. But guests they do notice when there's nobody there. Uh, and so after a while, you can see the animals kind of looking around, going, "What's happening? There's no nobody here, nobody visiting, nobody, no noises, no smells." Uh, it kind of got uh, a little uh, mundane for them. Uh, so the, the animal care staff would then start in, doing enrichment. And we do enrichment all the time, but they stepped it up a notch to make sure enrichment was being done on an almost constant basis. So the animals had something to think about uh, and do and per- perform their natural behaviors and also help the staff, too, to get their minds off of uh, what was going on in the world. So uh, it happens to worked out both for be- both of them. The interesting thing is, is that especially when we've had some hot weather lately, I'll, I'll usually get a phone call that says, uh, what do you do for the animals in the heat? How do you take care of the animals when it's so hot? Uh, and so the, the analogy here with, with the COVID uh, pandemic is that the animals know what to do. They kind of know what to do. They, they hunker down. 
they drink their water, they lay in the shade, they don't move around a lot, they make sure they eat well. So the animals naturally know how to, how to weather the weather. Uh, the pe- people I have to be concerned about is the animal care staff because they're the ones that have to be constantly told, take it easy, slow down, and be safe yourself. So again, one of the biggest uh, concerns we had here at the zoo was with the small staff we had uh, was if somebody developed the COVID, uh, how would that impact the zoo? And if it did go through the facility, uh, how would we be able to maintain the animals in the in the way we do it on a daily basis? So that really was a concern for us. And I think the staff really took that to heart, making sure that they social distance and they wore the masks and wash their hands more than they normally did. So, again, that was uh, we got through that in, in fine fashion. And now, as we're open to the public, we're asking our guests to be the same way. Make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you social distance. Make sure you, the hygiene is there. And this way, you stay safe, my staff stays safe, and the animals stay safe. And, you know, you're reopened. It's not exactly the same as it was before this pandemic no. happened but you're trying to do the best you can and what are some of those things if people like me or my, you know my family want to come down and visit the zoo well it's definitely a different different world we live in right now so uh, the, the zoo uh to come to the zoo we don't have a ticket booth open at this point so you just can't jump in the car and drive down uh we do have uh, our guests get on our website at bruiseleyzoo.org to look at uh the procedures You buy your tickets online. There are two sessions that we have. One is in the morning and one is in the afternoon. Uh, We're allowed uh, right now with the the guidelines, uh, 50% capacity. So it's 500 people in the morning and 500 people in the afternoon. Uh, So once we pass that plateau, we have to stop selling any any tickets. Um, So you get online, you buy your tickets, you come to the zoo, and it's, it's paperless you don't uh, pass any money you bought your tickets online you walk through the gate they look at your name they look at their their sheet and you just go right on in um social distancing we're asking a lot at the zoo like i mentioned we're keeping a one-way path through the zoo so it's really a clockwise position you get to go see all of the animal habitats uh but you're staying in really in one line this way we can uh try to keep that social distancing as, as much as possible going through um, some of the inside buildings are still not open. Our rainforest is not open as of yet. Uh, our carousel is not open as of yet uh, because of the logistics of opening up a building and keeping people safe and keeping that, that sanitary condition going. We do close down, uh, like I said, the two sessions. We do close down at lunchtime uh, to do a deep clean. So staff all goes out and cleans all surfaces. So for the next crew that comes in at 1 o'clock, Everything has been has been sanitized at the zoo, and then they go back and we do it again at the end of the day. So the morning crew comes in and has that same uh, the guests that come in at the morning have that same uh, clean palate to come into the facility. Our cafe is open. You can buy you can buy food. You can buy ice cream, sodas, drinks. Uh, again, doing it either by phone or again through with the plastic uh, in front of the, the cashier, so you can buy food and then they will deliver to you outside. We don't have inside eating at this point. Um, we do have our gift shop open, uh, at the gift shop, uh, not the shop itself open, but there are outs. It's an outside little outside vending area that all of our gifts that were inside are now outside. Uh, and you could, you can purchase a souvenir or uh, a toy for the, 
for your, your children or something for yourself, possibly, uh, outside and, again, doing it as safely as we possibly can. That one-hour gap between the sessions, can I buy tickets for both sessions? Well, what you do, what you absolutely have to do, then, you have to buy tickets in the morning and in the afternoon, but there, we're going to escort, we're going to ask people to leave during the day and uh, during that lunchtime, so you'd go out, get in your car, go for something lunch, or buy a picnic. And, and picnic in the parking lot or maybe go down into walk down into the park, which is a lot, you know, you're allowed to do that. And, yeah, you could do that. That would be no problem at all. Um, and, again, maybe, to, again, walking through the zoo. It, it's we really hoping that we get to another phase that uh, a lot of our inside buildings can open up and maybe we get away from the one-way path through the zoo. Uh, but, again, I think that the, the really the takeaway from a lot of this is people have to really – knuckle down and stay within what the guidelines are being told us so we can get through this. Uh, Connecticut has been very fortunate, and I'm, and I'm very, very happy that we're, we're, we can allow our guests into the zoo and, and do this right now. Um, to me, the zoo is here for many, many reasons. We're here for education uh, is really my, my biggest uh, thing for our guests. And so by having the zoo closed, that, that education kind of went away except for all of the social distancing um, and virtual programs that we did during the closure, and we're still doing now uh, because we, we really can't have summer camp and we can't have uh, uh, groups here to the zoo, camp groups coming to the zoo. So we're still doing a lot of virtual things. We had a lot of campers. We had uh, Boy Scout camps uh, coming to camp at the zoo. We're not, we really can't do that right now, so we're doing virtual campouts also. So a lot of that stuff is on our website. But but to me, is keeping people safe so we can continue keeping the zoo open, don't go through another closure, which would be, I wouldn't say catastrophic, but would be very difficult for the zoo uh, to maintain uh, going forward if we had to close down again. Now, are you hearing from the patrons that, you know, they're, they're, they're complying with the rules because they don't want, they understand now the little things like just going to the zoo? I think the majority of our guests understand what, why we're here and why it's important for us to go with the guidelines. Um, and, and we do uh, enforce that with loudspeaker announcements to remind people, please keep the masks on. Uh, we do have uh, our volunteers are on site uh, and, again, helping with education pro- uh, uh, information and also helping to remind guests, please keep the mask on. And we know it's very difficult. We understand. I, I My staff, again, comes in and they wear their masks when the time they walk, get out of their car, uh, to the time to leave except for eating, uh, they keep that mask on because they know how important it is to maintain their safety and the safety of our, our animals and our guests. And, and that keeps the zoo going. For We're coming up on our 100th anniversary in 2022. Well, congratulations and, uh, on that. <laughs> and if anybody had said to me that we'd be going through this right now, uh, I would have uh, been incredulous. And so yeah, we, we want to make sure that we see our 100th anniversary in 2022. So we're going to make sure that we, we continue to do things as safe as possible. And I want to get back to the animals for a little bit. Like you said, mm-hmm. you know, they did notice things were off a little bit. Have they bounced back? Like, you know, are they, I, you know, we all know when we come home, if we have a pet, the, the dog or the cat, well, you know, they're excited to see us. Are, can you really see the difference in the animals in just the past few weeks, a month and a half, do you guys have been back open? I have. I have. And it's based both ways. One, the tigers and the leopards uh, and the, the, our, our spider monkey habitat. Uh, you could definitely see that they're uh, being a lot more active, uh, looking at our guests, and especially with the tigers and leopards, looking at our smaller guests because they're <laughs> they're fun to watch and also maybe tasty too. Mm. Uh, but they, you can definitely see that with with our with our cats. 
uh, Spider Monkeys will also are, are watching the guests because they like people watching uh, just as much as we like watching them. Uh, so we've seen that. The, the, uh, conversely, uh, the Prairie Dogs, for the first week or two that were open, uh, the Prairie Dogs would see people coming and they'd dive down the holes. You wouldn't see any Prairie Dogs <laughs> because they're like, wait a minute. You know, we were having this wonderful time here, nobody around, and now all of a sudden these people are coming up and it kind of freaked them out a little bit. So they stayed down down underneath, and that lasted about a week, and now they, they could care less, and they're all up up up, up top. I think a lot of it had to do with uh, their babies were being born at that time, ah. that, that, uh, that they kind of coincided. We opened up just as the babies were coming up, and I think the parents were a little bit more leery, but, but, uh, but they have definitely gone back to, to, um, to doing what they normally do when, when our guests are here. So I ask a lot of my guests this. I'll go back to a little quick story. Back when Catskill Game Farm was open, me mm-hmm. and my wife, sure. me and my wife went up there, and we got there early. The plan was to basically eat breakfast in the parking lot as the sun was coming up over the mountains, and get in there early because that's when a lot of the animals were being fed. So there's a lot of activity going on. You know, they're not used to people, but they're all out waiting for breakfast. Is there one hidden gem at the Connecticut Beardsley Zoo that <laughs> you really want people to take away from visiting the zoo? Well, that's an interesting uh, question. There is, there's so many things, and and again, um, one of the, one of the things that that we've been talking about for the last couple of years is the is our conservation programs with animals that are the most endangered species of, of animals on the planet, uh, and we have them here. We have gray wolves, Mexican gray wolves, that are basically extinct in the wild where they, where they are normally kept. Our red wolves, which have been extinct in the wild, were to be replaced back. Uh, into into their habitats uh, from having breeding here at the zoo. There we've have offspring that have gone actually back to the wild. Uh, that's a, that's a great conservation story, um, and really the one that right now and and you know for a cup for this year and maybe next year is is really important for us is for people to see our amber leopard cubs, the two cubs that were born here at the zoo. Uh, they are the rarest cat on the planet, a large cat on the planet. There may be about 60 of them left in the wild. Uh, total in the, on the entire planet, maybe 300 total on the entire planet right now under, under human care. And we have a melanistic cub that was born here, Callisto. Callisto is melanistic is a black uh, leopard. Uh, there are only two in the country right now, one in Bridgeport and one at San Diego Zoo. So if you wanted to see a black leopard you know uh you can only if you're gonna and you can't fly really fly you can but really difficult to do right now uh but if you want to go to san diego you can see it but if you want to see a black leopard you come to connecticut Spirit zoo and see one here and uh, those two cubs are so valuable to the population because they're so rare uh this is something that i'm completely proud of that our staff was able to have these cubs born i mean and and the mother actually um we had to, we had to pull the cubs from the mom and hand rear them uh because she was actually uh licking them so much that she was doing damage to them and so uh we we uh we were able to raise these cubs and to me that's a really exciting thing to see and they're and they're still acting like cubs <laughs> you know, they're still acting like they still there we still have there's a male as orion the female's Callisto, and they still will just like uh, siblings will uh, wrestle around and play and like you said sometimes the morning is the best time to come because it's cooler uh it's it's uh they're they've they've been inside they've come outside they're they're having a good time in the cool morning air and they're a little more active and a little more 
sociable at that time. So sometimes the morning is the best time to come. Actually, most people, a lot of people come to the zoo right at noon time, you know, be, you know, right around 11 o'clock and come at noon. In the summertime, it's the hottest part of the day. Mm. And, like, and like I said, the, the animals will do what they want to do to make sure they maintain, you know, their own safety. They'll calm down, they'll rest, they'll sleep, you know. And so people come at lunchtime, walk around the zoo, why are they all, all the animals sleeping? Well, you put a fur coat on at 90-degree <laughs> temperatures, I think maybe you would want to be resting too. So sometimes, yeah, the morning and afternoon are probably the best sessions to come visit the zoo. So see, you can head down to Bridgeport, the Beardsley Zoo. Visit the website, beardsleyzoo.org. Get all the information. You have to buy your tickets online. Again, joining me this morning, Greg Dancho, the zoo director, Connecticut Beardsley Zoo. Like you said, in Connecticut, this tiny little state has this great zoo, and we're competing with San Diego. What can be better? <laughs> <laughs> we love that. We love doing that. You know, so, anytime we can do that, we love it. So again, joining me this morning, Greg Dancho, the zoo director of Connecticut's Beardsley Zoo down in Bridgeport. Great little zoo right here in our state. You can check them out, beardsleyzoo.org, and check out their Facebook page and Instagram. Some of the pictures are just phenomenal that they have up there. They'll all get you interested in going. Again, you can check out their website, beardsleyzoo.org. Remember, great things happen at home in Connecticut. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 